You're listening to a special episode of In the Public Eye podcast, a show dedicated to exploring risk management topics and challenges faced by today's public sector leaders. With your host today, Eric Seaborg. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Public Eye podcast. I'm Eric Seaborg from the Public Entity Education and Pooling Team. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Karen Caterino, also from Public Entity Education and Pooling. Welcome, Karen. Excited to be here. Thanks, Eric. Karen has extensive background working as a risk manager, consultation sales leader, innovative program developer, client team manager. So she is an experienced colleague of mine. And I wanted to start chatting, Karen, about this interesting topic, which happens to be a strong passion of yours, which is career opportunities in insurance and risk management. So why this topic? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Well, you know, I think there's really some urgency when it comes to insurance. Within the next 15 years, the U.S. Chamber predicts there will be 400,000 open jobs. I mean, literally, there are 10,000 baby boomers uh, turning 65 every day until the year 2030. So the reason I say all that is there's great opportunity to work in this field. And, you know, I think there's, um, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. Even in your opening, you talked about my background. There's so many things that you can do from a career perspective in risk management and insurance. It's why I'm so passionate about it. It's such a multifaceted field. And I would say, you know, what we, what we as an industry would hopefully try and do better is not necessarily sell insurance as a career, but uh, promote the opportunity to help people and be consultative and work in the risk management insurance industry. So why I'm so passionate about it as well is I have a 19-year-old daughter who still looks at me and says, I don't understand what you do for a living mom. So I would say it's even on me to do a better job of talking about uh, the great career opportunities in the, the field that we're lucky to get to work in. Yeah, that's, and that's interesting. So let's, let's go back into the past a little bit um, because you and I talk about this uh, offline all the time and that's the earlier generations. I, I'm interested in you. How did, how did things start for you in this field? Well, I think anybody that's usually in this field will tell you they always fell into it. Um, I don't know that I had a, I would probably say I'm the same way. Uh, what I look at it, it is more of, um, it, it's just, it, it's a variety of roles. Um, I've started as a paralegal. I then went into working for a health plan to in marketing, um, to working for a city uh, and then state government as a, as a risk manager and in benefits to uh, sales opportunities in the, uh, the pharmacy benefit world of workers' comp. Mm-hmm. It's just so multifaceted. I think it's uh, really exciting that you have those opportunities and really more of a lattice approach as opposed to a ladder approach to my career development. Uh, I've been very fortunate to just have worked in a variety of roles that are all very exciting. Um, And so I think that's like you, it's just, I don't know that I went in with a purpose, but when I got here uh, each time, you know, I've been purposeful about my steps and where I go throughout that. And you know, there, there were very few women and minorities in risk management at the time, at least when I started. And I, so from your perspective, and I have a daughter also, and I know you do, and how challenging was it for you being, let's talk from the perspective of gender and being a woman in this field? I would say, you know, I, I was fortunate that I had great role models. I had a grandmother that ran her own business and, and a mother that had a very uh, 
storied career with Target uh, of all things. And so for me, having those confident women in my life really um, instilled a bit of that confidence in me too. And I think, you know, pursuing, continuing to pursue your education and staying current with certifications and things also really help build confidence. And when you're a woman and you are confident about what you do and you have the knowledge that you can go and talk to your clients uh, or when you're presenting, um, it really helps. You know, you really, uh, I think as a woman in this field, having that kind of background has really just helped me. And it certainly instills a sense of confidence in, in me as I move forward throughout my career. Um, and I also really am impressed with the diversity equity initiatives that are now really being adopted by corporations, um, rightfully so, and probably long overdue. Um, but I think that that's really also helping uh, pave the way for women in careers in risk management insurance. Yeah, and, and so if we come up to today, talking about today and where we are currently, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with that reality of COVID and COVID, of course, affected the staffing around the nation and all different companies, all shapes and sizes. And what I want to learn from you, the impact you think that's having on the insurance and risk management industry today, um, impact from that as an occupation, but also um, companies that need that help and that support. You talked about, you know, COVID obviously being one that nobody expected. Uh, and I would say some results of it have been um, excessive boomer, baby boomer retirements. Um, they actually doubled in 2020. Um, part of this also is automation. Uh, if you think about when you go to the checkout at the grocery store now, how many more automated machines there are versus people. Uh, even the, even opioids is a headwind. Um, unfortunately, a lot of drug overdose deaths uh, in the past year due to COVID. And of course, then childcare um, being a challenge. So there's certainly headwinds overall, I think, when it comes to, um, to careers. But where I say there's a, some great opportunity is here and in risk and insurance, I would say it's probably one of the most recession, depression, COVID-proof businesses there is. You know, we... Uh, in our fields, um, of course, had to move to work from home. Uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the um, staff we work with, and colleagues we work with, and clients we work with, all had to move to work from home. But we kept working, and I see where you know Next Gen is very helpful in this. Is their embracement, their digital natives, what I call digital natives. They've grown up understanding and knowing and working with computers, um, phones, everything, um, and they're very efficient. And so that's, to me, opportunities for us to really leverage their mindsets and their skill sets to help us in insurance, to make us a little bit more efficient. You know, there's a lot of things we still maybe do on spreadsheet that we don't need to anymore. It's leveraging artificial intelligence to help us be better at predictive analytics. Uh, it's um, really leveraging IT um, folks to help us determine if there's um, systems that we can better communicate, whether that be with our clients or the carriers or the underwriters and people we work with. So to me, I see there's great opportunity in getting a lot of the next gen involved in what we do, not even in traditional roles in risk and insurance, but really um, more uh, adoption of, of automation and things that we could do better. Yeah, and you alluded to this earlier about the blending of generations, where it's important that what we're not emphasizing here is that it's all going to be technology going forward and anything in the past and the history and the knowledge that people have had uh, and who have trained us and educated us 
um, there's a good blend of bringing that in. So what's the attraction or the training um, that companies have to think about in regards to retaining these workers or enhancing or building their workforce to make it competitive? Yeah, it, you know, imagine that this, we really literally have five generations working mm -hmm. in the workforce currently, you know, from the baby boomers all the way down to the Gen Zs or Zillennials uh, that are just starting their careers. And believe it or not, now there's a new Gen A. <laughs> they're, they're still under the age of 20, so they're pretty young yet. But um, it's really um, embracing and understanding those generational differences. So Eric, where you and I may be you know, on, on the, um, the, the other trajectory side of our careers, that doesn't mean what we, we um, provide or uh, in terms of, of uh, um, give back to this industry in terms of expertise and knowledge and experience goes away. I mean, I, I think one of the hardest things potentially about this industry is the steep learning curve. You know, um, learning claims, learning insurance, um, learning underwriting, learning actuary. It's not a day, it's not a month, it's not a year, it's probably, you know, a three to five year um, career path, if not longer. So for next gen, who typically like to uh, switch jobs or roles or careers every three years, that's the, uh, you know, the, the, the difficult side. You know, you get them up to speed, learning what we're doing, and they may go to work somewhere else, or they may decide they don't like this. So the, one of the benefits of our business is the fact that there are so many areas they could go into, even with a company like ours, uh, Alliant, where they can be a, um, they can start an act as an actuary, they could start as a broker, they could start as an, a client manager. Um, and then if that's not really a career where they're feeling like this is what I want to do the rest of my life, well, let's keep them. Let's try them in a different role within the organization. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, whether you're a carrier claims or whatever facet it is that supports the industry that you're working in insurance, you can, you can do that, you know, and the companies should really think about that. So it's really leveraging their, their older talent mature, I like to say, instead of older, but leveraging their mature talent to say, how can you mentor and really, you know, help these individuals develop uh, into the roles that you're in? Um, so mentoring is a big key to this. And it's really succession planning uh, as well. But I think before you even go down that road, it's really understanding that, you know, your, your generational differences mean people are coming at the roles in varying places um, from their media consumption to their banking habits to things that shape them you know some of us are, are you know going through two recessions you know the 2009 and now with COVID um, whereas you know the youngest generation they haven't experienced that so it's really kind of understanding some of the motivational factors of what that generation likes and and the framework from which they come from in terms of communication I think is also key. So whereas you or, or I can get on the phone, call each other, you know, I know my daughter prefers to really text her friends and that's how they communicate or Snapchat, you know? So uh, it's understanding and, you know, there you go when you come look at in disruptors and insurance and insure tech is a great example that they're now trying to go direct to consumer, whether it be for your personal lines of insurance coverages or if you just want to insure your skis for the day when you go up to uh, ski at a, a ski resort, you know, I mean, there's really some cool things that are coming out of the fact that I think um, the younger generation brings in a different mindset of how they look at insurance, purchase insurance, 
or even how they think about insurance. This is really an introductory discussion we're having today because your real brainchild is developing a new series uh, for Alliant, this for the Public Eye podcast, about why uh, this generation and the generations to follow, uh, why they may want to consider these career opportunities or this potential in the industry of insurance and risk management. Want to give me a little overview of what you're envisioning right now for the next episodes down the road? Yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, I think a lot of what we don't do a good job of is identifying all the wonderful multifaceted career opportunities that are in this field. So I'd like to, over the next year, is really interview people that are developing uh, careers in risk insurance. And that's, for example, uh, in university programs, our own University of Nevada, Reno, uh, here in, in Reno, Nevada, where I reside, is just starting its risk and, uh, management insurance program. So we'll be having their director on the, on the uh, podcast to interviewing folks that, um, I know this sounds really simple, but what is a risk manager? What is a work comp claims manager? What is an underwriter? What is an actuary? Um, what is a, a wholesaler? So we'll start a little podcast around each of those topics. So people get to hear firsthand from folks that uh, do that for a living. And then also talking about maybe some emerging trends and um, shaping events of what's occurring from a disruptor perspective in insurance and where uh, we can leverage the zillennial and millennial talent to help us get there. I'm excited. And I really want to thank you for spending the time with me today. It's an interesting topic. And well, uh, my daughter will tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. And uh, we'll look forward to that next episode. Thank you for listening. And for more information, go to insurance.alliant.com forward slash in the public eye.